Hello, Yas. Hi, guys. Sorry, just had such a funny moment right before this. It's just starting it. It's just so awkward sometimes. You push the button and it's like, you're on. And I'm like, okay, guess I'm, like, I'm on. I'm like, are you ready? <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, we is back with another episode of RMB. Welcome back, guys. So, we always start the episode with what happened this week, and some shit was just low-key popping off. Yeah. In the celebrity <laughs> world, what? Okay, so did you hear about Megan Thee Stallion getting shot by Tory Lanez? At all. Yeah. At all. Okay, so when they were, like, originally hanging out, it was, like, Kylie and Meg, I think they were on live. What and were then, they like, hanging out for? They were just, like, being, being I think they were just and, hanging like, out. <laughs> I think, like, they, ha- you know what I mean? They're friends. Yeah. But whatever, because... The reason that I it stuck out to me in my mind was because um, Meg and Kylie were on live or something like that. But Kylie like looked so uncomfortable. Like I didn't know. Like she threw up a peace sign, but she like it was so weird. Like they started the video and then she was just standing there and then she went, <laughs> and I was like, I tagged Latifah and I was like, not Kylie being awkward. She's like I like black people. <laughs> right and then i think it, and then tori lane's like popped up like in the back or whatever and then my friend sent me um a post from like the shade room being like oh like meg the stallion goes to the hospital after foot injuries and then a gun was found in tori lane's car and i'm like what i'm just so confused as to like how that escalated to like that you know i know i've been hearing different things that megan wanted to leave and then he didn't want her to leave so he like shot her and I'm like how is that a normal reaction i know obviously there's so i feel like there's something there missing. has to be something more yeah exactly. there has to be something more but she had to get surgery to remove the bullets like it was serious yeah like I she mean, was a shot in the foot that could really like mess up your And it it was multiple gunshot wounds, so I don't know where else. I'm like, whoa, that's crazy. Like, she went, she commented on the whole thing on Instagram because obviously, like, I mean, how could you not comment on it? Yeah, I I mean, I think it's in the foot because they said that she had foot injuries, Mm -hmm. but I mean, I don't know. It, It was multiple, so who knows? But she said that. She wanted to set the record straight because she on Sunday morning she got shot and she and wh- whoever shot her or whatever happened was like done intentionally in She's to try that? to yeah to try no. and hurt her it wasn't an accident but she wasn't arrested and she had to have surgery and I'm like holy shit and like the funny thing to me is like I'm like Kylie was there but you haven't seen Kylie's name mentioned once you know why because Chris Jenner got Mama on that Chris. phone. Mama Chris said, don't you dare include my child's name in any of these reports. I will sue you for defamation. Thing is that, like, there's so many people there. So, obviously, people can corroborate as to what happened. So, why is this somebody just like, this is what happened. Because he needs to be it's arrested. not that he's arrested. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, well. but they're obviously not going to, like, if it's an open investigation, yeah. they're not going to say exactly what happened. And even after it, they don't have to. Remember? They mm-hmm. don't owe us anything. I guess. <laughs> well, Megan, I hope your foot heals. That's some bullshit. Or and whatever part of your body, your leg. Whatever happened is insane. You shouldn't right? be hanging around those people, obviously. And then also, like, I heard that Tori... Like, this is just, like, such a sidebar to the whole thing. But I heard that Tori Lanez is five foot three. <laughs> I'm so weird when it comes down to, like, height, I guess, because I've always been tall. So I never... I never really, like, think about, like, the numbers, you know? Like, five foot three is what? Is that... I'm uh, five foot one. Oh, really? <laughs> okay. I'm five foot one, so two inches taller than me. So this much taller than me is yeah. how tall Tory yes. Lanez is. Whoa. <laughs> you know, I, I need to make sure. How do you spell his name? 
Yeah, that's, but that's like, it's just, just a little sidebar that like someone at work was talking about that yesterday. And I was like, oh my God, he is, he's five foot three, 120 pounds. Oh, that's tiny as fuck. I'm 103 pounds. Oh, I didn't, oh my God, that is so short. You know what guys, there's nothing wrong with being short, but damn, I just didn't expect it. <laughs> Cause I've never really like looked at him. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Loki, let me know who that is. Me either. I just. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> I just, you know, when you like know the name, yeah, I know he's like know obviously name, yeah. like a singer or whatever. Mm-hmm. So then, otherwise, in the news, we also have the Nick Cannon situation, which I didn't even know about. I know, I'm surprised you didn't know about this either. So Nick Cannon, we all know him for being on Wild and Out on Viacom, and I guess that he was on a podcast or on his podcast. And he made anti-Semitic statements. And at first I was like, what the fuck does that mean? But he was just pretty much it's saying... Like statements against, like, Jews. Yeah. yeah. Which is weird, because I don't think the statements were, like, against Jews. But, I mean, I guess it could... I he, see, he said that Jews were... He said that black people are the real Hebrews. Yeah. Yeah. So, what are white people, like, the white Jews not real? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. He was like, just, that completely discredits, like, a whole group of people. Yeah. It's not fair. And yeah. for him to not be Jewish and say anything about it, it's like, how do you even feel comfortable making a comment about something that you're not a part of? And you're, yeah. you know Your what I mean? Place, yeah. Yeah. Well, it's I so mean, weird. I think that he. Tell, him, like, if, if, <laughs> tell that to Anne Frank. <laughs> to me, he was just coming from it from a from the idea of like you know how everybody's like oh well white people created the Bible and you know Jesus is white and oh, all that stuff. So that, I think he, yeah. I think he was coming from it from like a well I think that black people were the ones who originally you know started creating everything. And he was just saying he did take it too far. He was just like yeah. how white people are like below black people because they don't have melanin. But I mean that was yeah that's too much. And first of all, they do have melanin. They just don't have the same amount. They're not albino. <laughs> he was just, he I, I like I get what, I get. I know where he was coming from yes but it was too much yeah. and it was it was very uneducated for him to say that because mm-hmm. i know i think probably what sparked this whole thing was like people keep talking about the fact that jesus or yeah jesus was brown not white so like all the pictures and stuff like all the narratives of him are inaccurate and so that probably like started his whole thing but it's just like it's too much you know what i mean like I feel like there's so many Jews in the world that I'm like, Jews can be like white, brown. Yeah, like, but I, my is thing that... is that like, I think he said like the Hebrew thing, but I didn't think that he meant it to attack that community. I think he was just saying that as like, he felt like black people were the originators. Yeah, of but you can't mankind. just say something like yeah, 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 that. Yeah, Do you know what sure. I mean? About like a, ho- like a whole group of people. No, yeah, I get it. And then he so came sensitive. out, he came out and he like apologized for it or whatever. He had but to. But then 48 hours later, he was like fired from Viacom and he's the one who creates Wild and Out. So interested to see what they're going to do about that. And then I he... wonder if he like owns, like has rights to it or anything. Yeah. Like if, if like, okay, he's fired, so Wild and Out is like canceled. Do you know oh, what I mean? Oh, yeah. I mean, I think that it's still on or their show. Or is he show, like the face he of is it? The, no, he's the creator of the show. Yeah. So yeah. I wonder if like Wild and Out's done. Yeah, is Wild and Out even still a thing? Yeah. Hell yeah. Wild and Out was huge. Just still like Megan Thee Stallion, everybody like was recently just on it. Oh, okay. It's still big. I know that. Um... But yeah, so he was fired from Viacom, and then he issued an he he issued an apology before any of this happened because the backlash he was getting on Twitter, and then forty eight layers forty eight hours later he was fired from Viacom, and he like just has been tweeting one of the tweets his says I hurt an entire community and it pained me to my core. I thought it couldn't get any worse. Then I watched my own community turn on me and call me a sellout for apologizing. Good night, enjoy Earth. And I'm like <laughs> I can't win. I low key feel bad because I'm like obviously that's probably true because. 
the shitty part is, is that people talk about black people all the time. People talk about Mexican people all the time. People talk about people of color all the time, and nothing happens. Like, literally, the president of the United States is like, keep these Mexicans out, build them all. Like, you know, like, and he's the president of our United States. But then he says something that is against a white group, and then 48 hours later, he gets fired. He apologizes before it even turns into something big, and then he even gets freaking thrown out of his own community for apologizing. Yeah, I think it's specifically because it wasn't against necessarily white people, but, like, Jewish people. Because, like, that's... It's so sensitive because of, like, the genocide that Jews have suffered for, like, hundreds and hundreds of years. Yeah. So it's, like... It's, you didn't just talk about white people. Do yeah. you know what I mean? Like, you talked about Jewish people, mm-hmm. and that's, like, anti-Semitic. He made a misstep, for Yeah, because, sure. I mean, like, tons of celebrities have gotten in trouble for that. You know, like, Kat Von D, like, people were, like, boycotting her brand for saying anti-Semitic shit. Yeah. And it's, like, bruh, like, you cannot... T- like, you gotta be so careful when talking about someone's, like, race, religion, any of that, you know? Yeah. Especially when they've gone... Like, through genocide. Mm, definitely a touchy subject. Yeah. Like, what was he... I don't know. It's crazy, because, like, if I was a celebrity, bitch, I would not... I see... I like not. I said, I see where he was coming from, and I see that he wasn't trying to make it into that, but if you have any... If there's any wiggle room to be like, oh, well, somebody can morph your message and be like, oh, well, he meant this. Yeah. And then it can turn into that anti-Semitic, then it doesn't matter. You shouldn't have said it. Yeah. You should have like just made sure that you like exactly what it is that you, you should have to thought. Say. Out. Yeah. yeah, it's it sounded like he was like tweeting or saying these comments like out of just like a spontaneous like moment. Yeah. It wasn't something that was like well thought out, and he like planned famous. to say exactly. You have to be because you have such a big platform and everyone's watching your every move. You can't just say shit just yeah. to say shit. Like I understand you may feel a certain way about things, but you know you have to watch what you say. And it's like I feel bad that he got fired because like that's huge. That's huge, yeah. Um, and but that's what he was like known for. People you know? been getting fired left, left and right. I guess the la- right. last thing in celebrity news is Will and motherfucking Jada. Oh <laughs> yeah, so they had their little red table talk about the August Alcina situation <laughs> entanglement. We were, talking, we were talking about that the last episode, yeah. Yeah, we watched when we recorded last Friday. That night is when Jada posted the video. Mm-hmm. And so we like got some Chinese food after we recorded y'all. <laughs> we sat down and watched it and we learned about the word entanglement. That's yeah, it's funny as fuck. <laughs> well, we're trying to get entangled 2020. He said, he said just say it. Just say it's like entanglement. He's like, no. <laughs> I guess the way I like feel about it is that to me it was kind of like all like a PR stunt. Like, you know, like they Do you think so? Yeah, I feel like they they could have like swept it under the carpet and like kept going, but then they would have been questioned about it forever. So they were just they were just coming out to try to settle the score and just to like stay their up. side or whatever. But I just think that Will and Jada are really good at the whole like marketing themselves. Like we're this powerhouse family. We're the Smiths. Like, you know, we go through some shit, but we're always gonna be together. We're always gonna like, you know, and it's like they were going through all that stuff with them when when Will was like, "Oh, I didn't think I was gonna ever speak to you again." It's like, I think I, they were being honest. Yeah, like, I don't, it, it I don't honest. see it as like a PR stunt. Uh, I just think that like, because <laughs> before all this happened, August Alcina was the one who was telling his side of the story, and everybody was kind of like on his side. But now that they, that like they came out and they like did that, now it's not as much of like oh nobody's looking at Jada being like oh well maybe she kind of like took advantage of him blah 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 because she, now they're like she oh well now th- she came out and they're just so honest and you know they're not hiding anything and blah 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 yeah but but Robert but that's what it is though do you know what I mean like 
we were just hearing his side of the story, which it was like that's super biased. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, no, I know so that. They but- just told their their piece of it, and like I feel like they didn't. Like I said, they don't owe us anything no, yeah, they don't know sure. it's an explanation or whatever but she skimmed over that part really like they said that he came to them when they were he was at a terrible spot yeah so at that point there is a power indifference she like they didn't touch on it too fast in there but that's a power indifference so he came to them help for help in terms of his life yeah so how did that but also he's a grown-ass he's no, like yeah, a grown-ass yeah, for man. sure but at the same time like He's a grown ass man, but he's in his twenties. This this woman's in her forties. You're yeah. reaching out to this person for help. Like it's very easy to get. Yeah, and then who? I mean, we also just don't know the intricacies of how of their entanglement. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And but still, just even 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 that word is her trying to change yeah. change she, the narrative. She didn't want to like say relationship. Yeah, exactly. You wanted you wanted morph it into you want people into to what see you what you yeah exactly. Yeah. But I mean, that's what I that's what I think the whole thing was. Ah, uh, I guess. I mean. I think that she wasn't saying that she was right for what she did. No, yeah, nobody's saying that. I don't. I don't think that either. Yeah, I just feel like she thinks that she had to say something because of everything that was going on and everything that was being said, and all of she felt like her side wasn't being told, and then people were calling her a whore and all of this stuff. So it's like, I mean, I would, I would defend myself too in the situation. Like, what are you gonna come out and? and just not say anything while this person is continuously just like kind of dragging your name, you know. And it's I like I don't know if he was like uh, dragging her name. I feel like I feel like he was just telling the truth. And I'm to be honest, if it was just Jada at that red table talk, we she would have gotten away with entanglement and well, duh, oh, because da, 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 no one's gonna say anything. Yeah, but Will was definitely checking her ass. Yeah, exactly. And that's what like that's 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 what I mean is that they just did. It was a very good. But that's what I'm saying. I don't spin. feel like I don't. I don't feel like Will was necessarily like against her, but I also don't think he was completely on her side. I think that either. Will was there to keep their coherent image and their co- coherent marketing thing together. Like they, who knows? They could be still living in separate houses right now, still wishing to never speak to each other again. But as to the world, they're uniting as a co- uh, uh, united a front like, because that's their business. Bad marriage. <laughs> their 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 business is being the Smiths. Their business is being a strong family and all that stuff. So I guess. I mean, I just think it was it was it was really good. It was a really good marketing technique. That's what I think. I, mean, I guess because <laughs> they're like the, their family is. That no, market. I understand yeah. where you're coming from with it, but I don't necessarily agree with it. I don't know if that was like the motive behind it. Um, but I mean, I can see what you're saying. But like I said, we don't know anything. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. so, like, all of this is just speculation. I'm just like taking it at like at face value. You know, like this is what. He said, this is what she said, they said, you know, and like, you can make your own assumptions if you wish. Um, But at the end of the day, like, August Alsina kind of knew what he was walking into. Like, they weren't divorced. I mean, I don't think that he knew what he was walking into. I mean... I'm just looking at it from my own personal spot. If I'm in a really hard time in my life, I reach out to somebody who's in a powerful position. They agree to help me because both of them did, Will and Jada. Yeah. And then you're like working with the family or whatever. You're starting to feel like you're part of the family. And then say Jada comes on to him. I come on to Jada, whatever it is. To me, it's like, I think that Jada would have to make a move because they're, yeah. they're married. Remember when she said she just hadn't felt good in so yeah, exactly. long. So she it's just like, wanted to feel good. And it's like, that's just a human, that's just human. No, yeah, like, for sure. But the, at that, at that point, you opened up a door 
to all these questions. You opened up the door to all this shit because your marriage was your marriage at first. And then, then you once you come on to somebody it. else, you bring somebody in yeah. and all of a sudden it's like, and to me it looked like Will was like, he, he was dealing with it, but he was hurt. Yeah. I think he was hurt. Like, cause I don't think he expected this. He, he also offered to help this person. So yeah. obviously you don't expect the person that you offer to help to be yeah. fucking your but wife. But he also wanted to be on it. Like, you know, he said that he wanted to come on the show. It wasn't like, no, yeah, yeah, she, for sure. She forced him to he do needed anything. to be there because otherwise she would have, I think she would have looked way worse. I feel like, well, I think that she would have, skid over the shit like how she entangled and this and that like she would have <laughs> she would have tried to take the easiest road possible without him if it, without him being there and being like no say what you did no like you know like he was there like to be like no don't don't, don't try, beat don't, around don't try the to bush play me. say exactly what you did yeah but i mean hey more power to them like i said i think it was a great marketing technique and i think that that if anything red 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 table talks gonna get more views their name is going to get more views. It's going to be more popular. So, I mean, mm-hmm. like I said, that's that's what I mean by a great marketing yeah. no, technique. No, I, I mean, I get it. It's, I think it's... I don't know if... I think maybe why I don't agree with you is because you're saying marketing. Mm. Like, I think that it was great to show face, but I don't think that's necessarily, like, a marketing technique because I... Like, Jada being the Red Table Talk, that's her brand. That's oh, yeah. not... That's not Will's brand. Yeah. So it's not going to... You know what I mean? It wasn't going to... Like, regardless of if they were together or anything, people were still going to watch a Red Table Talk. Do you know what I mean? Like, they're not together as a family doing anything that is bringing them money, so it's not marketing. I think... And they're not going to be any less family, successful if they if they break up. Well, I think they would. Why? Because their family... I, I get what you're saying, that's, but that's 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 their. But business. their projects are separate from each other. Yes, we know them as a, the Smiths, whatever. But what projects are they doing together? That's bringing money together. And he's also uh, one of the highest paid actors in the world. Like I think they're good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, either way, whatever. Well done. <laughs> well fucking done. <laughs> Robert, you sound so salty. I'm not salty. I'm just. I just think it was a. I, I'm giving them props. It was a good spin. It was on smart. Things. It was a good spin. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah. Spin on things. You, you are imagine, really imagine all August Alcina sitting down and being like, oh, I'm going to go here and we're going to sit down and we're going to have like, that's a spin. You're spinning it. That's, you are taking control of the narrative, which is dope. I, I'm giving them props for doing I it. I would too, shit. <laughs> Who wouldn't? No, I get it. But what I'm saying is the way that they did it benefits them 1000%. I guess. <laughs> anyway, moving on. <laughs> I was trying to decide some kind of dope idea to fucking record today. And I was uh, on Facebook and this freaking quote sparked this whole entire thought process in my mind. It was, um, com- comparison is the thief of joy. So then today I just wanted to discuss how it is so natural to like compare yourself to everything else and everyone else in your life. But... What does that do ultimately? And like, why are, why do we feel that way? Why do we feel the need to compare ourselves to the people that we're around? Mm -hmm. And I was, I was really happy when Robert brought up this um, topic because I just had a conversation, like a two, three hour conversation two days ago with my sister about this exact thing and how the fact that she's comparing her life to her age and her expectations and everyone else that's her age, you know, and what they're doing is driving her into depression. Yeah. And so, yeah. Do you want to get started? Yeah. So I guess I, the reason why I thought of this is because I'm going through a lot, obviously. In terms we, of yeah. Like, we've been talking about that. <laughs> changes in, in life and shit like that. And it's so crazy because when you, whenever you're going through this time, 
the first thing that you do is you look around at the people around you and you're like, oh, well, this person like figured out their schooling and, and they figured out their and path shit. and their mm-hmm. age and they're like living on their own and they've already, you know, started to pay off their house. And All they, of these like milestones. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, I feel like, or I felt like I was starting over because I decided that I wanted to go on a different path and that I am no longer happy with what I was doing. And that feeling of starting over really made me be like, okay, well, I'm starting over. It makes you feel like you're going from ground zero. Yeah. Like you're 18 years old all over again. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And it makes you feel like you just don't know what the fuck you're doing. And it's true because you don't know what the fuck you're doing. But Mm -hmm. my thing is, like, why do we not feel okay in that feeling? Like, I get that it's like scary and all that stuff. It's uncomfortable. Yeah. And I don't try, I don't like comparing myself to others because when I do that, especially to the people that are around me that I, I care about, it can like bring feelings of resentment that you didn't even like mean to like have. Yes, I know exactly yeah. what you're talking about. Like when, you know, like let's say like I'm not really doing much and then one of my friends gets like a huge promotion or something like that. I'm like, oh my gosh, like I just feel like I'm sitting here like a stupid little potato and like people are moving up around me and I'm like, why am I not succeeding? Why does it seem like it makes sense for everyone? And like, they're just good at what they do, but then like, I'm just here. And it's like, when does that end? Like when it, you kind of feel like, when is it my turn? Yeah. It makes me just kind of think about, (laughs) it makes you think about what you have gone through to get to where you are now. And it makes you kind of invalidate it. Cause you're like, okay, well it was all for nothing. Like it was all for nothing. Mm -hmm. Like, I think it's super important to understand that you are on your journey, you're on your path or whatever, but I think that people don't realize that when you're not happy and you're not fulfilled in something, it's okay to quit that. Mm-hmm. Because... Even if you're, like, super far into it. Yeah. Because, like, if you're not going to be happy doing it at the end of the day, then, I mean, what is it really worth to you? You know, you have to think about, like, what is serving you right now and how is it going to serve you in the long run? And if it's not something that's going to benefit you overall and you're putting, like, money and time and energy into it, then, like, life is way too short to continue doing that. Yeah. And it's just so crazy because you don't know what it is that you're going to be into or what you're going to like until you go down that path and try it and that's the hard and that's part the, that's the crazy yes. part is because it's like you'll get into something and you're like okay well i, I think i kind of like this and then you're like doing it doing it and then it gets to a point where you're like okay well i don't like this at all and it's like it's like breaking you, up with someone how do you just like get out of it you yeah, know you're like in how a do marriage. you trust yourself how do you yeah. trust yourself to choose the right thing Exactly. Especially if you have kind of like a fickle mind and then it's like, okay, well, like for me, like I know you're super black and white, but you know, for me that like, it's really hard to make decisions. So I'm like, damn, if I quit, I could totally see myself changing my mind just because my, I just change my mind so often. And it's like, fuck you. Like I'm scared. I'm Mm -hmm. scared to make a mistake, Yeah. but it's like, you're going to make mistakes and it's going to happen. But I, I am not okay with that because I hate when I feel like I regret something because there's yeah. not a lot of things I regret, but shit, you remember that, yeah. you know, you, you wake up and you think about it when you aren't in the place that you want to. And then to start something new, you know that it's going to take you probably years to like achieve what you want. And it's yeah. just like, God damn it. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of like why I think living in the moment and just remember being grateful about where you are in your present moment even if it's not where you want to be the fact that you're just even alive and working towards something and feeling 
like you have the possibility to be successful. Yeah. It was crazy because I was talking about this with my friends and we were talking about the whole grateful thing and like how it just is so easy to be like, oh, be grateful, be grateful. But she... Like, what does that mean? Yeah, she was saying that one of her friends that she knows passed away from cancer and before she had had passed away that she had made a post on Facebook and she was like, it's, there's literally so many things to be grateful for. Like the the girl was like, you know, I'm, I'm at home and I'm sitting in my room and it doesn't smell like anything. She was like, it could smell like trash, it could smell like burnt popcorn, it could smell like ass, but I'm sitting in my room, it doesn't smell like anything. And you have a roof and over I your should head. be I should be I can be grateful that I'm in my I'm in a room, like you said, with air conditioning and it doesn't smell bad in here. Mm-hmm. But it's like just a little thing. You don't even like to me shit like that just whoop blows over your head. Yes. Because we just get so used to the lives that we live and we feel entitled to it. We feel entitled to have AC. We feel entitled to have a roof over our head. All of those things that when when you're in it, you forget that some people don't have that luxury. Like, yeah. all of this is a luxury, you know? Like, we're not entitled to anything. Yeah. Um, and that's what I was trying to explain to my sister, you know, because she was... She has a really nice car. She has, like, a brand new Mercedes, and she like is not at the job that she was at when she got that car and she's like I sit in my car and I just think like I don't even like deserve this car like why do I even have this and I'm like Kimmy like why can't you get into the car and just say I'm so thankful that I'm able to afford this like why is it the mindset that I don't deserve this Mm -hmm. you know or like I I shouldn't have this why isn't it that I worked really hard to be able to afford this car and this is something that people work a long time to get people who are like older usually have cars like she has you know and I'm like you're 20 how old is she she's 29 28 shit she's like 29 and so i'm like kimmy why can't you just like sit in your car and just be so thankful that you have that and that you're able to afford that and 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 just have it be that i was like you have to find the little joys in life and the little pleasures because if not life is gonna eat you up yeah you know and i told her like it's as simple as like you remember i've i remember a few episodes ago i talked about like how i'm trying to be like more grateful Mm -hmm. Because I just, like, I was tired of hearing myself complain, which is, like, crazy. Like, I honestly got tired of hearing my voice and, like, all of the complaints. I'm like, damn, why am I complaining so much? Because, like, in the grand scheme of things, I have a fantastic life. So, do you feel like you've, like, done the growth since the last episode? Like, do you feel like, do you feel like you've, like, done the work? Yeah, I feel like I've done some work and it's not all the way to what it needs to be, but I am getting there and... It's as simple as me waking up and deciding like, oh, you know, I really want to listen to this song and listening to the song and feeling good. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? And just being like happy, just even in the littlest things and just sitting back and like sometimes I wake up in my bed and like I wake up whatever time that I want and I'm just like, damn, like I have a great job. I make money and I'm still able to like wake up whenever I want, take care of my dogs and shit. Like, you know, life could just be so much worse. And it's like. Um, I, I, I want people to understand also that just because you're grateful for what you have doesn't mean that you don't want more. Mm-hmm. Like, you shouldn't get that confused. Being grateful doesn't make you complacent. It doesn't mean that you don't want more for yourself and for your life. It just means that you acknowledge that in this moment, this is what you have and that you're lucky for it. Yeah. 
So I guess bringing it back to like the comparison, I try, and maybe we can like talk it out and like how we can be both be better at it. But how, how do you not compare yourself to the people that are around you, like your friends and like family and shit, you know, because that is your basis for what is possible, I think. Yeah. I think that you see that you see the people around you, you see them achieve certain things, and that becomes kind of a part of what you believe reality that is because want. they're living yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. And I do compare myself. Like, I, it's so natural. It's yeah. just like when people are like, oh, I don't judge anyone. That's a fucking lie. You do judge people. It's just human nature. It's what you do with that judgment. Are you going to let it dictate what you think about this person? Are you going to let it dictate like the image that you have of them? Or are you going to let them develop that for themselves? So I absolutely look at my friends' lives, my family's lives, and look at what they have because that's just natural. But I, what I what I try to do, because, you know... I am not perfect in any of this. Yeah. Um, I do feel resentful sometimes, and I do feel like envious when people have more things, but I also acknowledge that those feelings are coming f- not because of that person, but because of myself. Mm-hmm. And I try to analyze why do I feel that way and acknowledge that just because I feel envious of this person or envious of something that they have, I don't need to act on that feeling. Like, not every feeling warrants a reaction Mm -hmm. do you know what i mean like i try to be in control of how i manage my feelings towards people and i i I think i said this last week but you know just because someone is successful doesn't mean that they're happy and it doesn't mean that they're always going to be successful just because you're successful in what you have right now doesn't mean that that couldn't go away you know there's tons of people who are successful when they're younger and then when they're older they don't have that the same opportunity you know things change businesses close this and that and so it's like it's important to not be envious of other people in their position because you don't know what they feel on the inside and you don't know what your future looks like or their future looks like so what's even the point Mm -hmm. you know what i mean like you're gonna burn up all your energy trying to have someone else's life instead of developing your own life yeah I guess that just to be around certain people whose, like, paths are just easier. You know, that's the part where it's like, okay, well, fuck. <laughs> like, why it just, did you get this handed to you and why am I yeah, busting it feels like ass? It feels like for them it kind of just, like, fell into their lap. And I'm, like, over here busting lost as fuck, don't know what the <laughs> hell is going on. And it's like, I just wish sometimes that, like, because I feel like everybody has their break. Everybody has, like, a big break where whether it's, like, you work so hard and it pays off for this or you work so hard and you finally get the opportunity that you're looking for. But it's, like, some people's break comes before others. So you can, like, work all the way up to it and then stop before your break and then never even experience it. Oh, just like the... Remember we talked about in the the podcast, like... There has been times where, like, we've wanted to quit, but we're like, we can't quit because, yeah. like, what if this is it? Yeah, Do you know what I mean? Exactly. Like, you got to push through. So then it's like... But that's... You only push through in things that are serving you. Do you know what I mean? In things that, like, are making you happy and things that, you know, make you feel good. You yeah. shouldn't push through, like, something that you know is not your path. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Which is, like, where I'm going to go ahead and just come out and bring it out. Um, I recently have just decided that I don't want to do the nursing program anymore. Yeah. And I was wondering if I was going to say it on the podcast. And I'm like, why not? Because that is pretty much what we're talking about. It's like, I, just like Brittany said, I'm very black and white. So I'm like a light switch. So I felt, okay, let me just take it all the way back. What do I, what do I, what do I feel about the whole entire experience? What do I feel about getting into it? What do I feel now? 
before we started, um, uh, me and Brittany had the conversation of like, oh, should we like do this or whatever? Actually, I didn't have that conversation. I was like, we're like, we should do this. This is a great opportunity. Let's yeah. do it. And it's like, that's just the type of person that I am. I'm just somebody who, if there's, okay, this, what was going on in my head? I was like, this you, is a- you remember you telling me that like, well, we're only going to work three days and it's a guaranteed job yeah. and just like a lot of, basically there's a lot of security in it. That was the biggest thing is that mm-hmm. stability because you can go, you can go anywhere, you can get the job, you can, you can go, you can, you can go anywhere, you can be stable. And it's like when the, what was going through my head when we got accepted into the program is this is a really hard program to get into. We've been working really hard to get into this we finally got it and i was to me it was like there was a finally a light at the end of the tunnel yeah because we've been doing school for so long exactly so now that you finally have like the opportunity that's like ah and this is the light that's showing you that like what if if you make it to the end of this something something's happening like Mm -hmm. like you'll maybe that success or that feeling that you've been looking for is there yeah so i think i got so wrapped up into that that i was like so gung-ho and i was like you didn't care about any anything anything else any type of like reasoning was out the window because i'm like you feel lost your whole entire life and then somebody finally gives you like that light that that a possibility the possibility and you're mm-hmm. like you know what that's that's it mm-hmm. and there's nothing wrong with that yeah but you know you can't beat yourself up, up over it because you know what you know now because hindsight is 2020 yeah. you know you couldn't have known this if you didn't do it if mm-hmm. you didn't go through it yeah so um uh, as as we were progressing through the program or whatever, like I was just around a lot of people around my classmates and stuff like that. And what I realized going through all of this is that you need to be one hundred percent passionate and into nursing in order to do this job. And you can't do this just show field. up. Yes, exactly. So the people around me are like super. Like this is this is what I this is what I want to do for my whole entire life. If I don't get this, I don't know what I would do because this is what I'm meant to do. This is like what I've been put on this earth to do. Like their Meanwhile, dream job. I'm sitting there and I'm like, Can't I relate. don't feel any, like not one inch of that emotion. Yeah. Like not even, not even an inch of me feels like that. And yeah. it's like, <laughs> for you to be in something that is so serious and for you to not have that passion and feeling, you're not only robbing yourself and like wasting your own time, you are doing a disservice to the people that you would be caring for. Because... The job is going to be hard, no matter what. Mm-hmm. So, what gets you through that those hard times in that job is that passion. That passion. Because mm-hmm. once you don't have that passion, you're like, it's just this is just hard and stupid. Like, yeah. like there's no part of me that has a reason to like do this. Mm-hmm. Like, I do, I'm not happy when I go there. I'm not happy when I come home. Like, the, the only thing is, is like the money. And the funny part is, I've do, I've been doing lots and lots of research, and the money's not there. No, it's not. <laughs> the money's not there at all. So it's like. You got to like continue your education in order to make any sort of like substantial coins. And it's like, bitch, I'm continuing my education is something that I'm not even. Yeah. Like how do like it's the same thing because like I'm going to graduate in December with my AS in nursing. And in order for me to get my BSN, that's like a whole nother year, a year and a half. And it's online. So it's a lot better. So I don't like have to like show up for anything. But damn, it's like, I just want to be done with school. And then it's like, after I get my BSN, you sound like you get more money after that, you have to go back again for your MSN. And then I'm like, another two years. And I'm like, Oh my god, I cannot imagine doing another two years of this because it's basically the same thing over and over again and only then will I like finally be making like substantial money and I'm like 
uh, what sucks too for me like I don't want to make it about me because it's not about me but like Robert said like we started this program together you know and like before we started I told him all of my like the exact reasons why he's quitting now is the reasons that I brought up before and we started it together and he helped me to want to do it you know what I mean and like that that's like irresponsible on my part because I shouldn't have just followed someone doing something um but now Robert's out and I'm still in so it's like god damn it like (laughs) I never, I haven't, I never really wanted to do it in the first place. I was kind of just doing it because I, I wanted a, I wanted an out, yeah. you know, I wanted, I saw the light at the end of the tunnel yeah. po- possibly. And I was like, all right, well, I'm just going to do it. And I tried, I kind of made a plan in my head about how I was going to do it. And I still feel those feelings. You know what I mean? I think that I'm capable of doing the job and I'm going to possibly do the job. Um, but at the same time, yeah, I'm not passionate either about being a nurse. You know, that's not something that I ever thought that I would be doing. It is something that I was saying when I started was that it's going to be my security blanket. Like as I'm nursing, you know, working wherever, I'm going to try to figure something else out to either do in addition to that to where I could work like part time as a nurse and doing something else too. Or like this is going to be like my job. And so it's it just it's hard. It's hard because I see I see him like backing out for the exact reasons that I said. And I still feel that way. But I'm just so far in now that it's mm-hmm. like I'm, I'm going to finish, yeah. you know. But yeah, I, I, I mean, I totally <laughs> understand what you're yeah. saying. Yeah. And that, that was hard, too, because I'm like, just like she said, we started together and I know the funny part is, is that I know that I can be like very not persuasive, but I can be very like encouraging, encouraging. Exactly. <laughs> when going through something like that, like, you know, I was, I You're was like, come on, let's just both do of it. Us up. Yes. I was just making sure like I just came in with like a lot of energy and, and it's not your fault. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah. Because we were both we ca- like after we went to orientation, we both got excited. Yeah. You know, because orientation for anything is exciting. Yeah. That's like because it's the start of something new. Yes. And it's like that's that's the part that's tricky. That's the part that's hard is that. How do you cipher like the real feelings from just like excitement? Yes. Because <laughs> once it all like goes away, do you still feel that? Yeah. Do you still feel happy about it? And yeah, it just it's hard because like we talked about in a, one of our previous episodes, um, you know, we're servers and I make great money and I'm, I work three days a week, which is what I would be working as a nurse, except for I work half the time and make double the money. Yeah. And I'm like, how am I supposed to leave that to be a nurse? Yeah. Uh. And it's like the job itself, you need to really like people. You need to really have patience and shit. Yeah. And it's just, it's really is a lot. Like I, I have a lot of respect for nurses and I have a lot of respect for like what they do, but I just feel like I have too much creativity and too much to offer to, in terms of that, to do that. Yeah. Because yeah. like, it's not obviously not a job where you're able to express any sort of creativity. Cause it's like, you got to be by the book, you know, things have to be done a certain way. Cause it's, it's science, it's medicine. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's not a lot of wiggle room. Um, but I mean, that's why we're hoping the podcast kicks off guys. <laughs> I guess the the main reason why I'm like sharing this is not to just like air my own fucking like laundry Dirty and shit, laundry. but I just don't want people to do the same thing that like I did, and I want people and to, to feel like alone in that feeling where you're like not sure, and everyone else around you is sure. So yeah. you're like, am I just like wrong? Yeah, no, exactly. you're not wrong. And I want people to understand that you don't know what it is that you like or that you don't like until you try. So 
yes, you might get into like a program that you're like, you know, I really think I'm interested in this. And you start going through it and you're like, shit, I'm not interested in this. When that happens, you need to take a step back, reevaluate and make a make a decision. Sometimes that that decision to stop is you deciding to take another path that is better or for you to just uh, my biggest thing is that it was stability, just like you said. That's that's why that came to your mind as to what I was saying cuz that's what I that's what I've always been taught with the family I've grown up, I've grown up in. My dad is a nurse, my mom works in a dermatologist's office, they're all in the medical field. So their biggest thing is it's stable. You can go anywhere and you can find a job, but am I going to have stability over happiness? Because guess what? There's stability in all kinds of other jobs too. Like there's, as we see right now with this whole pandemic, there's plenty of essential workers. Like, yeah, the work might not be like, you know, there's, there's essential worker areas that are careers Mm -hmm. that are except for the medical field. Mm -hmm. So just don't go into something for the wrong reasons. Don't go into it because you're going to make money. Don't go into it because it's stable. Don't go into it because everybody else is doing it and it's a fad don't go don't don't do it because your parents did it don't do it because your friend told you to do it it needs to be something that you choose to do because mm-hmm. at the end of the day they're not gonna be at, sitting down at the table <laughs> exactly. with you who has to do the job and doing the test and yes. yeah inserting ivs and dealing with people throwing up on them you know like you're the one who has to go into the into there and do the job so yeah it's not something that you don't want to do like, I can't imagine doing something I don't want to do for, like, the rest of my life. I know. And something just that intense, you know? Super you don't intense, just, yeah. You don't just show up. Like, you have to be... Your mind has to be alert. You can't be hungover. <laughs> you know, you, you're taking care of someone's life. Yeah. You know, it's, it's literally a situation of life or death. So, yeah, I mean... It's difficult to think about doing, but I'm going to try it. You know what I mean? Like, I'm already here. <laughs> and then just going back to, like, the whole comparison thing, it's just, like, it's it's not hard for me to tell people because I'm fine. I get the reason, like, I get all my reasons as to why I did it. Like I said, I'm very black and white. So I, I know that this is, this is a decision that I need to be making for myself. Yeah. And um, the whole comparison thing is that, like, obviously, when you go into a program like that, every, everybody knows that you're in it. So it's just the whole, like, people are, like, asking me. and like <laughs> People are like, what? Yeah, I know. I don't ever Which talk about better, it. probably better, you know? Because, I mean, obviously, you don't really like it, so. I know, but I'm also just, like, a really private person. Yeah. So, I mean, like, the podcast knows about it. But, like, if you're on my Instagram, like, I think if I posted a picture in my scrubs, people would be like, what? Yeah. Because I just, like, don't talk about it. And it's not that I, like, I don't. I don't not talk about it because I don't like it. I just don't talk about anything. <laughs> so earlier you asked me about how do I deal with like compare, comparing myself to my friends and stuff like that. And I give my answer. So what's your answer? Um, What I try to do is, first of all, the people around me, I care about a lot. So it's I'm comparing myself to them, but I'm not comparing myself to them in the terms of like, oh, they're, like, happy and, like, in a relationship and blah, blah, blah. Like, that's not that's not where my comparison comes from. I'm more... I'm, I think I'm a lot more, like, business-oriented when it comes down to it. So I'm like, okay, well, they didn't go to school and they achieved this. So I, I, I think I see it as, like, opportunity. Mm-hmm. So I try to, like, look at the comparisons not as, like, a negative. Not as, like, they have this, I want this. It sucks that they have this and I don't. I see it as, like, they achieved what they achieved with what they have. So it's possible so it's for possible. you too. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I'm glad that you're going, I mean, do you want to say like what you're trying to go into or you want to, okay, like, okay, no, we're not going to say it, but I'm glad that that's something that you're going into because 
I think that that field is really interesting, and you do get an opportunity, obviously, to be creative. Be really creative, yeah. Yeah, and you know, it can end up being something really good. So yeah. it's like it's exciting, you know. Like, I'll probably, I'll probably no say it eventually, it. but when you know, it's just one of those things that like I'm literally just starting. Just starting. So I like don't, you don't know jack shit about. Yeah, I don't want to like fucking put something out into the air that I have to come back and explain on again. I know. <laughs> That's the only thing about the, like the podcast, dude. Is that like. Everything that we're doing, like, we're like to you guys, I might just be like, oh yeah, we're doing a few episodes, but we're literally recording our life. Like, yeah, in a year or two, we can go back and be like, okay, well, I was in this place, things are really hard, things are really dark, and then hopefully, you'll be in a place where it's like, yo, I. I grew from that. So And you know what that is? You're comparing yourself to yourself. To which yourself. is like the only person that you should be like honestly comparing yourself to because it's your journey and the people that are around you might not always be there. Mm-hmm. But guess who's always gonna be there? You. <laughs> I think that's I think that's the really dope part about the podcast that I haven't really thought about either. Is that And like, we haven't listened to any old episodes because cringe. Yeah, it shows you your growth. In yeah. terms of even just us being able to have like natural organic conversations. Because right? before it was so like much. yeah. It was kinda weird. <laughs> <laughs> so now we've like we're able to hold a conversation that can grab people's attention and can make them like relate. And yeah. that's a skill that we've built. And I think that that's super important is that there are so many skills that you can build that aren't the norm, that aren't the... Something that you went to school for. Yes, exactly. Know? And the last thing I want to talk about with the, like whole, conventional. with the whole school thing is that I was, you know, once again, scrolling mindlessly on fucking social media and I saw a meme that was like, there are people who are CEOs who have no degrees, mm-hmm. but then when they go and they make their company and their business... They go to hire people, and what do they want? They want five years of experience. They want you to have your doctorate. They want you to have all that stuff, and they had they don't even have a freaking degree. Mm-hmm. It's like I think that our educational system is so good at teaching us how to be a cog in a wheel, mm-hmm. so good at teaching us how to work at somebody else's dream, mm-hmm. so good at teaching us how to just be a good worker bee. Mm-hmm. And it's like I think my my mindset has just been it's bigger than that. Yeah, and I think that it's just like expanded to the point where I see. The fault in that. Mm -hmm. Because it's like, yeah, you can do that. And yes, you can be stable. And yes, you can live that life. And that's fine for some people. At the same time. Because there has to be worker bees. Yeah, you're working on somebody else's thing for the rest of your life. Exactly. So the thing that I'm going into now is working for myself. It would be another stream of income. And hopefully it can turn into my only stream of income. But I just want to give myself the opportunity to do that because... And to try. To try, exactly. Because, like, it's obviously something that you don't know anything about. Nothing about, yeah. You know? So, and like we said, we don't know if we're going to like something until you try it. So, it's like, I, I know that you know that... You could not like it too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, you're not putting like all your eggs in one basket. Yeah. And it's like, it's okay to fall on your face and, and quit and whatever. Like, we're still young, you know? Yeah. It's like, I know we, we just feel like, you know, time's a ticking and all that stuff. But in the grand scheme of things, there's like so many people who are like in their 40s, like trying to start businesses and stuff. And like, yeah. what are they, 20 years older than us, yeah. you know? Like, we got mad time to figure it out. And it's like, it's like, dude, what happens if you like put in the work now? You yeah. know, like what happens if you like I just kind of want everyone to try to at some point work for yourself to try to do something for yourself, rather it's real estate, flipping houses, like creating your own business. Like just what I've realized through all this is that you don't know what you don't know. So until you sit down and you do research on like what are things that I can do 
to support myself, to build my own brand, to make myself a business person. Mm-hmm. There are so many avenues, so many things that are just unex- unexplored, but it's mm-hmm. like, I didn't I didn't know about any of this until I sat down and I was like, okay, well, I know I'm not happy doing whatever the fuck this is. Mm-hmm. So let me... Let me start knowing more. Cause yeah, things seem so unattainable when you don't know about it. Yep. But it's only when you kind of start doing it and you get your feet wet that you learn about how how many other things that you know you're capable of and like you can do. And so many other possibilities. There's yeah. so many different possibilities that are not the school system. I and think that's it's just... why we're like so lucky to live in America. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's literally the American dream. Yeah. You can make. You can like go from rags to riches you know that's like the whole point of why people move here yeah we need to take advantage of that you know take advantage of those possibilities and don't don't let just don't let fear stop you yeah don't let fear and don't let the the normal like the normal you have to go to school you have to graduate you have to have kids you have to right i'm so glad that everyone is figuring out that like it doesn't have to be that way if you don't want it to be that way you know like it's becoming normal for women to be making more than their husbands or to not even get married, not have children. Cause like Lord knows I have never wanted to be that person. So I'm glad that like it's becoming more normal for you to just fucking do your thing and whatever, be an influencer and not a doctor and make money. You know, there is no, there is no normal way to like do things. And if you, if you feel the passion in those areas, then yeah, for sure, go for it. But if you don't, don't like, don't waste your time. You can still go for it and then you'll figure it out the hard way, just like just like everybody else. But don't do something because somebody's telling you to do it. Don't do something because everybody else is doing it because it's a fad. Do it because you, you feel want it. To. Yeah. yeah. I feel it. <laughs> Press Robert. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, that is going to wrap up this week's episode of R&B Podcast. Mm -hmm. If you guys like our message and you want to tell your friends about us, make sure you go into Apple Podcasts. Give us a cute little review. Give us a five stars. Help us spread our message. And if you want to check out our website, it's www.rnbpodcast.com our instagram is the official underscore rnb my instagram is brvtt and mine is rob bates r-o-b-b-a-t-e-s-s thank you guys so much if you've made it this far we'll see you next week bye y'all bye